Greetings, friends and brethren. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God. I want to talk about the Great Tribulation. When can it begin? When can't it begin? What are some of the signs or steps we should be looking for? Uh, go over kind of a brief sequence of events, because a lot of people have wondered about that. As a matter of fact, I was actually asked about that this past week. Various ones throughout the last several decades have predicted pretty much every year would be the Great Tribulation. And for the last 10 or 12 years, or maybe even longer than that, I've denounced various ones who said it's going to be from at least 2008, so maybe even 2007, I think I denounced somebody for saying it even prior to that. So I've been denouncing false predictions of it throughout uh, the years. Why? Because these people who said the Great Tribulation has started, already began, or is about to begin within a year or two all the time, most of them, many of them, have not been basing their predictions upon the Bible. Sometimes they base them upon what we would call traditions, uh, but most of the time they're just basically being presumptuous and they've got their own ideas of when it should be. Uh, various ones have wondered, and it's not wrong to wonder about this. One of the reasons I mention that is because Jesus' disciples actually wondered about it. If you've got your Bibles, let's go to the book of uh, Matthew, chapter 24. And I'll read a couple of passages here. Verse 3, Matthew 24, New King James. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, he meaning Jesus, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? <clears throat> and Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And people have been deceived. There are people who call themselves preterists, who believe that everything was supposed to happen in the generation where Jesus was alive. So everything in Matthew 24 already happened. But certainly that was not the end of the age. We're still in the church age. It did not end then. And by the way, we have an article at the cogwriter.com website, as well as a sermon on this channel explaining why the preterists are not correct. Various ones in and out of the Church of God have made various predictions. I'm looking at some here that I'm not going to go through, but some have claimed based upon the Bible code, various signs in the heavens, such as uh, blood moons, uh, various calculations that they've done that the Great Tribulation is about to begin, etc. And there was something here called the Torah Code I just looked at uh, from, uh, from a Jewish source, <clears throat> which is <clears throat> like the Bible Code. Now, in, in Matthew 24, when you go down, you see... Jesus goes through lots and lots and lots of different steps. And one thing, I want to go down to verse uh, 32. Jesus said, Now learn the parable of the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, and we're going to go over some of those things that Jesus is referring to, know that it's near. At the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. 
So there's lots of things that are listed here. And Jesus said they're all going to happen during a generation. Now, Jesus is the Messiah, and he's already come. The reason I mention that is we've got uh, people on the uh, Jewish side who believe that their interpretations of various codes uh, show when the Messiah will come. Uh, we have a free book, by the way, that proves Jesus is the Messiah. It's called Proof Jesus is the Messiah. And this book, and any other one I may hold up, is available at the ccog.org website. That's www.ccog.org. Go to the literature tab under Books and Booklets, and you can find this. And you can read it online. We don't ask for email address or anything. You just do it. And any other book or book that I may hold up is also available there. So one of the reasons I'm bringing this up is chapter 3 of this book explains to those who hold to Judaism why, if they actually believed certain writings, some of their traditions, they would have recognized Jesus as the Messiah. And for Jews and non-Jews, first couple of chapters, chapters of this book go through hundreds of scriptures from the Hebrew scriptures of the Old Testament that Jesus fulfilled in the New Testament, which helped prove Jesus as the Messiah. And for those who don't want to believe any of that, at the end of the book, toward the end of the book, there's 10 or 11 predictions that Jesus made for the future that have been fulfilled that are not recorded in, in the New Testament. So these things happened after the New Testament was written. I mention that because some have claimed that the New Testament was intentionally written or the writers were not truly inspired by God. They just twisted things, made stuff up to make it seem like Jesus was fulfilling scriptures from the, book, from the Hebrew scriptures of the Old Testament. So any prediction Jesus made that was fulfilled after the New Testament was written helps demonstrate that Jesus was the Messiah, is what he said has been coming to pass. Anyway, as far as the generation goes, uh, various ones have uh, pointed to the nation of Israel uh, forming. They said, look, that hasn't happened in like 2,000 years. They had the nation of Israel. It formed in uh, uh, May of uh, uh, 1948. And so they would say a generation. So for a while, some said, well, that meant 40 years. And some said uh, 60 or 70 years. Uh, now uh, they're going toward 80 years. And this part gets a little bit tricky. At this precise instant that I'm doing this, which is in July of 2021, if a peace deal of Daniel 9.27 were to be confirmed in 2021, and I'll get more to that later, then it is theoretically possible that Jesus would return in 2028. But at this instant, it doesn't look likely. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it doesn't, doesn't look lightly, likely. And therefore, I saw, even this week, various predictions and charts. As a matter of fact, I had an email today from somebody pointing to some chart explaining that uh, Jesus would return in uh 2028 because prophecy, a misinterpretation of the fig tree prophecy that I read in Matthew 24. Uh, that's uh, not a prophecy entirely related to the formation of the nation of Israel. Now I would like to read something uh, that was on a kind of a news site. It says, some of the early church fathers, such as the Apostle Barnabas, Irenaeus, and Hippolytus, 
Now, we wouldn't consider any of those Church of God Christians, but anyway, but this part we would agree with. They taught the six days of creation plus the Sabbath meant that the earth was allocated 6,000 years until Christ's return. Now, this one source claims, this should figure out to be in the year 2028. The seventh day will denote the 1,000-year Sabbath or rest during the reign of Christ on the earth. This comes out to 4,000 years that Satan held man captivity to the grave until Christ defeated the grave almost 2,000 years ago. This says the Great Tribulation should begin around the year 2021 and the man of sin revealed around 2024 20, and 25. All right, I want to comment. Actually, the Great Tribulation, when we use the term Great Tribulation, we mean three and a half years before Jesus returns. Some Protestant writers say the tribulation is seven years. The first three and a half years is actually positive or good, in a sense. People start to prosper. It's the last three and a half years that they think is bad. But when we use the term Great Tribulation, again, in this sermon or in general, we're referring to this 42-month period of time. Again, the idea that it's that 2028 could happen is remotely possible for Jesus' return, but we need to see certain things we haven't seen yet, and we'll get to those a little bit later. That being said, I have done calculations in terms of the 6,000 years, and what's kind of interesting, Jesus looks to have been killed and resurrected, executed and resurrected, probably in 31 AD, maybe 30 AD. There are reasons it can go either way, and I'm not going to be dogmatic about which of the two. But either of those is logical in terms of the 6,000 years. Furthermore, if Jesus uh, was, uh, let's say, resurrected in the year 30 or 31, it was one of those, if you had 2,000 years of that, that brings you to the year 2030 or the year 2031. Then if you back off uh, three and a half years from then, you see the Great Tribulation beginning uh, uh, in 2026 or 2027. And at this instant, I'm leaning toward those as a more likely date, as opposed to uh, Jesus returning in uh, 2028, etc. Uh, there was a uh, various uh, pastors and stuff who... Pushed various things. I, re- I saw a Jewish source this week, actually, by the way, that says the Messiah is supposed to come in the year 2022, related to a Shemitah year. I will also say that there's a Messianic Jew, a famous one, I'm not going to mention him by name, who also pointed to what he thought the Shemitah year was several years ago, that certain things were going to happen, and he was in error. I denounced him then, I've denounced him since. Jesus is not coming in 2022. Now, it's not just uh, people who profess Christ, various predictions. I saw a Muslim source this past week. He points to all kinds of so-called proofs, which are not really proofs, but he's saying various scholars, various opinions of various ones, blah, 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 blah. And he says the second coming of Jesus and the rise of the Imam Mahdi is supposed to happen in the year uh, 2023. And so I don't agree with that. I think that's too early. Again, I'll go with some more reasons later. There's actually another group who claims to be Church of God, 
and I saw a chart that they have, and they have the Great Tribulation beginning uh, uh, March 31, 2023, and that's also way too early. Various events that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24 have to happen, and they will not happen, uh, they cannot happen in that particular time. Now I mentioned an Islamic hope of a rise of a leader called the Imam Mahdi. He seems to be similar to the one that the Bible talks about rising up called the King of the South. The Bible also talks about another leader rising up called the King of the North. At this instant, while I do believe that both the King of the North and the King of the South are alive, it is the men who become those people are alive. Neither one holds those, those positions yet. Now, in the book of uh, Daniel, chapter 11, I'm going to read verse 27. We find that these two leaders are going to make a deal just before the appointed time of the end. So let me read this. Both these kings' hearts shall be bent on evil, and they shall speak lies at the same table. But it shall not prosper, for the end will still be at the appointed time. The 11th chapter of Daniel tells much about the end times, and it involves both a king of the north and a king of the south. Now, there's actually been a president of the north and a president of the south in something called the Union of Mediter for the Mediterranean. But these individuals have not had the type of power or prerogatives that we can see associated with the King of the North and the King of the South in the Bible. And some have pointed to various leaders at the European Union. For example, the primary president, if you will, because they have two presidents, is Ursula von der Leyen. And I don't think she can be the King of the North for various reasons. However, if she does raise taxes, she could fulfill the role of somebody listed in Daniel 11, verse 20. But that would not make her the final king of the north. But that's a sign that we're looking for, is a raiser of taxes here. I've been specifically asked why I'm so certain that the Great Tribulation cannot begin from at least three and a half years from now, which means not before 2025 by various ones. You know, you know, why can I be so certain of this? It's basically because what Jesus said regarding uh, the end. In Matthew 24, 15, and in Mark 13, verse 14, Jesus specifically referred to an event in writing from the prophet Daniel, a sign to know when the Philadelphia Christians are supposed to flee. And this fleeing takes place before the start of the Great Tribulation which you can see in Matthew 24, 21. The sign Jesus refers to has to do with the actions of a prince in Daniel 9, 27. Who, and this prince is one who's going to become the king of the north. Now I'd like to go to uh, Daniel 11, starting verse 28. And I want to read from a different version this time. This will be from the contemporary uh, English version. As I think a couple of things will be clearer. Daniel eleven twenty eight. Then the king of the north will return to his country with great treasures. But 
on the way, he will attack the religion of God's people and do whatever he, else he pleases. At that time, God has decided the king of the north will invade the southern kingdom again. Excuse me, at the time God has decided the king of the north will invade the southern kingdom again. But this time it will be different. Ships from the west will come to attack him, and he'll be discouraged. Then he'll start back to his own country and take out his anger on the religion of God's faithful people while showing kindness to those who are unfaithful. I believe that verse 28 shows that the Philadelphians will have the king of the north angry at them. Then he's going to send out a naval force that's going to be uh, repelled by ships from the west. These ships look to be Anglo-American ships, either just the United States or perhaps just the UK, or a combination of US, UK, and or Canada, probably. When we, in the Continuing Church of God, identify this, I think this will further anger the King of the North. He's going to intensify his persecution. Because we're going to be saying this is what's going on. He's fulfilling biblical prophecies, and people are going to say, ah, nah, nah, nah. And he does not want this known. He's going to intensify his persecution, as well as pressure for censorship. We're already getting censored by uh, big tech, by, for example, uh, YouTube, which recently uh, censored one of our videos, as well as by Google, who's shadow banning many of our things. But notice he's, this king is also going to look for others to betray us. And I think this is the time when a lot of attention is going to be placed on the most faithful church. This looks to be the time of the short work of uh, Romans 9.28, which also looks to be the time when Matthew 24.14, about the gospel being preached to the world's witness, is going to be completed to God's satisfaction. Now, here's a major sign that comes after the deal in Daniel 11.27. And this is essentially the sign that Jesus had to look for. Daniel 11, verse 31 and forces will be mustered by him, that's the king of the north, and he shall defile the sanctuary fortress, and then shall take away the daily sacrifice and place there the abomination of desolation. Now the him is the king of the north, and according to the words of Jesus, uh, the uh, great tribulation happens after this. And for all this to happen, of course, we have to have an actual king of the north and a king of the south. And as far as the king of the north goes, he's first to be a prince, and I'll get to that in a moment. As far as the king of the south goes, the king of the south is in charge of a confederation of what right now are predominantly Islamic nations in North Africa as well as the Middle East. And again, we simply don't have that yet. We do have groups like the Muslim Brotherhood who hope for such a thing. They want a caliphate from West Sahara or Morocco all the way to Indonesia. Uh, but they won't get quite that. But we are seeing be something from uh, the western portion of uh, North Africa. Maybe all, not all the way to Morocco, but maybe including Morocco, probably including Morocco, possibly Western Sahara. Uh, and all the way across into uh, places like Syria, uh, and uh, perhaps even others uh, uh, beyond there. But definitely things like uh, Saudi Arabia, 
will be part of this, at least for a, a short time. But anyway, we don't have such a confederation now. We realized that the group that called itself the Islamic State had tried to do so, did not succeed. We also know that there's Boko Haram who's hoping for the same thing, but that hasn't happened. Now, as I alluded to before, there's something that takes place before the Great Tribulation. It actually takes place three and a half years before the Great Tribulation, which is why in July of 2021, I don't think it's possible for the Great Tribulation to start before 2025. And this is because a prince has to rise up. Let's go to Daniel 9. I'm going to go to verse 26. It says, And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. So let's just stop there. Who destroyed the city and the sanctuary? Who destroyed Jerusalem and the temple? That was the old Roman Empire in 70 AD. Which included, by the way, not just Italian troops, but also included European troops. Otherwise, they were tend to be called barbarians then. But notice, there's a prince who's to come who's from these people. So somebody who's going to rise up who has something to do with the peoples associated with the old Roman Empire. Anyway, it says he ended it'll be with a flood until the end of war desolations are determined. And he, this prince, shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to uh, sacrifice and offering. And remember, he's verse 31 of Daniel 11, he's going to stop the daily sacrifices. And on the wings of abomination shall be one who makes desolate until the consummation which is determined is poured out of the desolate. Now this one week has been generally understood by prophecy watchers to be a seven-year deal. And this is not a new idea. I found it in the ancient literature from the 3rd century, so the two, early 200s A.D., so it's not a brand new idea that I just came up with or somebody else just came up with uh, recently. It's been out there for a while. So some type of a deal needs to happen. Now we have a sermon on this, as well as an article at the cogwriter.com website to go into more depth about this particular deal. But we don't have that deal yet. I also believe when that deal happens, it's not going to be clear enough for more, most people to realize that this is the deal. There's various understandings or misunderstandings or assertions I've seen about this particular deal. But uh, without going to all the specifics, just read, read the first part of verse 27. Then he, that's the prince, shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. We don't know if he initiates this deal, if it's a nine-year deal and he waits for two years before he says something about it, there's, or it's just some aspect of the deal this guy's going to confirm, the Bible doesn't say. So yes, there's a lot we don't know. As the Apostle Paul said, there's uh, some things that uh, we see like through uh, dimly. As we get closer, some things will be clearer. But anyway, this is an important milestone when this deal has been confirmed by the prince. And we have somebody in mind who might be that prince. There's a couple of people actually I've uh, got in mind various aspects of end time prophecies. Then we'll know when the Great Tribulation is going to begin. Now another reason it's not quite time for this all to happen 
the Europeans simply aren't unified enough for this. Now, they actually have had an unusual type of unification once the United Kingdom left. Uh, they all united together, essentially, to come up with some kind of a deal. But they're not ready yet. Now, but since uh, U.S. President Donald Trump came in office, they've said things like the United States has abdicated its leadership in the West. And uh, here's a comment from Angela Merkel, Chancellor of Germany. Europe should brace for reality, which the U.S. is no longer a world power. There was something since uh, Joe Biden became president of the United States out. Well, the Europeans also are like, now we just we just can't rely on the United States. We've got to figure out what we're going to do ourselves. So right now they're in the process. They're in the process over in Europe of developing a military. Uh, within a year of Donald Trump taking office, they formed something called PESCO, which stands for Permanent Structured Cooperation. They are in the process of building up their military. The United States has been encouraging this from the Bush administration, the Obama administration, the Trump administration, and uh, uh, the Biden-Harris administration been encouraging all of this. Uh, also, Europe's been working on a lot of technology. They're working on their large hadron uh, collider, for example. The Germans are working on another one called FAIR, which is another one that they're trying to come up with. There's interesting spin-offs of this type of technology. These are the biggest physics projects in the entire world and they're based in Europe and one of the spin-offs of technology often tends to be militaristic and one of the reasons the Europeans originally approved the Large Hadron Collider was and the Galileo, the Galileo project specifically as well as possibly the Hadron Collider was to have military applications. And I want to uh, I want to say that the Bible talks about reorganization happening in Europe. And it's going to be more than just what happened with Brexit. So let's go to uh, Revelation chapter uh, 17. Revelation 17, starting verse 12. says, The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as with the kings of the beast. So these kings don't have a kingdom as of yet. I mention that because some people misunderstand this. Some, including my former organization, church organization, have said this means it's got to be ten individual nations uh, who currently exist in the European Union. But that's not what this says. It says ten kings who don't have a kingdom as of yet. So maybe we'll see some type of a regional uh, reorganization of Europe uh, switched into different Euro uh, blocks like probably, for example, maybe the Benelux nations be counted as one. That's Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg, etc. Maybe some other nations will be grouped together. But anyway, they're going to uh, receive authority for a period of time, and this is not this has not happened yet. Now, if we go down to verse 13, these are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. We'll give some reasons why in just a moment on this. And these will make war with the lamb. Okay, so this is not a good thing that's going to be happening, yet the world's going to think it is, because this leader's going to come in promising peace and safety, etc. And I'm not going to go to all those scriptures about that in this particular sermon. But this beast, how long is he going to reign? Well, let's go to uh, Revelation chapter 13. I'm going to start in verse 3. 
And I saw one of his heads that has been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. Now, there's different applications of this. On one hand, you can say, if you look throughout the history of the Roman Empire and the so-called Holy Roman Empire, uh, Europe's rising up and whatever, and even up to World War II, you've seen Europe essentially being mortally wounded. On the other hand, this possibility is also could, in addition or separately or instead, be referring to the actual beast. Uh, perhaps he will look like he died or maybe figuratively his political career was over or some combination. Anyway, continuing, it says, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, who is like the beast who is able to make war with him? So the time is going to come where this guy is going to be considered a great military leader. Various prophecies show what he will destroy, including, by the way, the U.S., uh, U.K., Canada, and the King of the South nations or at least to take over the king of the south. Now, notice how long, verse 5, he, he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheming his name, his tabernacles, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted him to make war with the saints and overcome him. This is the same one we were reading about in Daniel chapter 11, who was upset with, as the CEV puts it, the religion of God's people, God's most faithful people. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose name has not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. When we see Europe reorganizing into ten districts or kingdoms or regions, this could be a sign that the Great Tribulation will start soon, and the persecution, the fifth seal of Revelation about to open. Now, that happens with the opening of the fifth seal, but that happens after the fourth seal. So let's go to the fourth seal, Revelation 6. Starting verse 7. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of four living creatures saying, Come and see. And so I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, and with death by the beasts, and by the beasts of the earth. So we see the opening of the fourth seal. This is a time when the pale horse of death apparently is going to increase death by war, hunger, and pestilences. This will shake Europe into being willing to put up with a dictator whom they hope will protect them. This dictator is going to promise peace and prosperity. Government policies that have been blamed on COVID-19 have shown that the Europeans and others are quite willing to accept totalitarian measures they believe will keep them safe. And the type of death we're talking about with the rise of the fourth horsemen is massive compared to COVID. We saw what happened with the fear of COVID. What happens when millions and millions, millions die? A lot of people are going to die. 
they'll be willing to turn to a leader who will keep them safe. We actually have a sermon on this called The Fourth Horseman, COVID, and the Rise of the Beast of Revelation. You can watch. Even that, you say, the Europeans are so secular. That's true. They're very secular. The Bible shows it's also going to have something else happening. The Bible calls them signs and lying wonders. You can go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. These are going to happen once the restrainer has been taken out of the way for Second uh, Thessalonians 2.9. This will be a factor in Europe being able to support this beast. God has had a restrainer. Probably the archangel, archangel uh, Michael restrained Satan's power. Satan has had various ones do various signs and wonders throughout the church age but it's been restrained. The restraint is going to be taken out of the way. 2 Thessalonians 2, starting with verse 9. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. And actually, uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 is where the restrainer, I'm sorry. I should have said that. and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God sends them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. God is going to allow those who don't have sufficient love of the truth to be deceived by signs and lying wonders. We can also see that there will be other persecution, other pressures, including economic ones, that are going to be used, which will also encourage people to support the beast, as well as to uh, keep their mouths shut in opposition. Revelation 13, we were in there before, but this time we're going to verse 11. Then I saw another beast coming up. The first beast is the one the Bible usually just calls the beast. He's the beast of the sea. That sea is the Mediterranean Sea. If you look at a map of the old Roman Empire, you'll see that the uh, Roman Empire controlled land all around the Mediterranean Sea. And according to the Bible, that is the Great Sea. The beast of the Sea is a European leader. But there's one called Beast Coming Out of the Earth. He had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. Some have said that the two horns represent religious leadership and secular leadership. Uh, for example, uh, Vatican City, which calls itself the Holy See. And by the way, if any of you are Roman Catholic watching this, I want to make it clear. I believe, as do some Roman Catholic saints, that the final Antichrist will be a anti-pope, somebody who doesn't really believe the Roman Catholic faith, and I believe that the the beast and uh, the of the sea and the beast of the earth will modify the, the Catholic religion. They're going, to, oh, they're going to call the religion Catholic. They're going to keep parts of it, but they don't really believe it. They're using it more for, for political reasons than anything else. So anyway, and that is consistent with again writings from various Catholic writers and uh, Roman Catholic saints. Anyway, with this second beast, notice verse twelve. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence, and he causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, 
So he's going to want people to worship the first beast. And that would be something an anti-pope would do. Okay? Whose deadly wound was healed. So it's the same person we talked about before. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. So people say, look, this is supernatural power. He must be from God. No, it's supernatural power, if you will, from Satan. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he's granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who's wounded by the sword and live. He's going to be encouraging people to support the beast. First, probably saying to restore some version of Catholicism to the world, but really going to this imperial false new material religion, if you will. Verse 15. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, and the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So there's these great signs. There is the fact that uh, if you don't go along with this, you will be killed. There are also people are going to be afraid because of the ride of the fourth horse of the apocalypse, or the pale horse. Uh, hunger, uh, famine, uh, hunger, uh, the sword, and the the beasts of the earth, which include pandemics. Anyway, verse 16, he causes all, both small, great, rich, and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. They, no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, press the number of man, his number is 666. And various calculations point to this being a Latin man or somebody part of the Roman Empire. So that's pretty consistent. But as I said, signs and lying wonders are going to be an emergence in the final European beast power. Now we've seen various signs in Europe and elsewhere in the world uh, that I believe are not from God. Uh, various Marian apparitions, various people called stigmatics, uh, certain people called incorruptibles. But these will not be as bold as what's going to happen. These other ones are going to become more public. It'll probably be on television, satellite all around the world. Look, and when he calls fire from heaven or whatever else, this second beast, the Antichrist, is going to do, people will not walk by faith, they're going to walk by sight. All these will be factors in uniting Europe. And we, but the restrainer has not been taken out of the way yet, so we haven't seen this. I mentioned uh, three and a half years. When I was reading Daniel 9, 26, and 27, it said he's going to confirm a covenant for a week, which is seven years. In the middle of it, it's going to be cut off. And if you go to Daniel eleven thirty one, you see he stops the daily sacrifices then. So that's three and a half years. That's also consistent with what it says in Daniel chapter 12, verse 11. From the time the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination is set up, there should be 1,290 days. Uh, both Daniel 9.27 and, and 12.11 are talking about a period of uh, uh, three and a half years, and as it said in Revelation 13, 42 months. I'd like to read something from the old Pastor General's report from the late uh, Herbert W. Armstrong. This is back in uh, November 1979. An abomination that makes desolate set up. 
What's this abomination? This refers to Daniel 11.31, Matthew uh, 24.15, and Daniel 11.31. And he talks about what happened with uh, Antiochus back the, uh, a long time ago. He says not only does Matthew 24.15 refer to this, we see a parallel scripture in Luke 21.20, talking about Jerusalem being encompassed with armies, and blessed he who waits and comes uh, to the uh, 1335 days. Uh, and that's verse 12 of Daniel 12. And he's talking about when the 1335 days will uh, begin. But he also says this is the time when our work shall end. Well, we haven't gotten to the 1335 days of uh, uh, Daniel 12. The work is not over. Some oddly have said since Herbert W. Armstrong died that the work is over, and that's absurd. Uh, anyway, he says this will be the time our work will end. This will be the time when the United Europe shall appear, the revival of the medieval Holy Roman Empire. We shall then be warned and ready to be taken to a place of refuge and safety from the Great Tribulation. Forty-five years later, the, excuse me, 45 days, I'll slow down, later, the beast's armies will surround Jerusalem. Thirty days later, the Great Tribulation will probably start. And he said it would start with a nuclear attack, probably on Washington or London, uh, maybe Canada. And here's a sequence of Jesus. Let's go to Luke 21, starting verse 20. Luke 21, 20. But when you see the above, the but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies. Then know its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the midst of her depart. Let not those in the country enter her. For these are the days of vengeance, that all these things which are written may be fulfilled. Notice, all the things written in here will be fulfilled. But woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. For there will be great distress, the great tribulation, in the land and wrath upon this people. They shall fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Daniel also wrote about this time, so I want to go to Daniel 12, verse 1. Daniel 12, verse 1. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. Again, I believe it's likely that Daniel was talking, this reference to Michael supports the idea that Michael has been restraining uh, Satan's more public signs. Uh, they will no longer be restrained. Anyway, Michael, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there should be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. At that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone is found delivered in the, uh, the book. And Jesus was referring to that same event in Matthew uh, 24, verses 21 to 22. As far as a, a peace deal, I was talking about that before. The people want to have, have a deal. Various ones, both in uh, Israel and in Palestine and in Europe, have said the European Union appears to be the only option to uh, put together some kind of a deal. Um, 
the United States, I think, may be part of it. Uh, but again, what the Bible says is someone's got to confirm that deal. And what I find interesting about various deals, and I've looked at different ones, was back in 2011, there was an interim peace deal proposed. What does that mean? It was a temporary one. I don't know. I forgot. It was 10 years or something, but there was a number of years in it. It didn't get approved. But the idea is consistent with the fact that I personally believe that having a date or time period will make it much more likely for uh, the Palestinians to accept a deal. We have a situation that occurred uh, this, this week, actually. Uh, the United States is pulling out of Afghanistan. They just uh, pulled troops out of a particular air base yesterday. And right after they pulled out, within hours, the base was looted. And one of the reasons I'm mentioning this is the Taliban long time ago said, more or less, we just need to wait. Eventually the United States will give up on Afghanistan, and so we'll just bide our time. Yeah, they'll try to destroy us in between, but just wait, keep it semi-low-key. Eventually the U.S. will leave, and they did. And I think the Palestinians will say, you know, we could put together some type of temporary deal, but eventually we're going to end up getting what we want. Of course, the United States has proposed various deals, and there have been certain ones out there, but we haven't seen the deal yet of Daniel 9.27, uh, and it certainly hasn't been confirmed. A lot of people do not realize that Matthew 24.14 has to be fulfilled before the end comes. And why don't you go there, because I'm going to read Matthew 24.14. I'm looking for a booklet as I'm getting through here. Matthew 24.14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the worlds and witness to all nations, and then the end will come. It's not a huge gap from when the gospel kingdom preached the world's witness, and the end will come. Now, I, now God did use Herbert W. Armstrong to proclaim message. And he said he did his part of it, but he didn't see it was done, and the end didn't come. And Herbert Armstrong said the end would come, by the way, uh, later, and that was when the, the Philadelphians fled to a place of safety. So it's not the end of the church age yet. So those who point to Herbert Armstrong uh, as fulfilling it are missing what he really taught. I believe that God is going to use more powerfully the most faithful portion of the Church of God, which I believe is uh, the uh, continuing Church of God, to get the message out. When we are identifying the King of the North, when we are identifying certain prophecies to take place, people are going to pay attention to us, and we'll be doing the short work of Romans 9.28. Regarding the short work, the late uh, uh, Church of God evangelist John O'Gwen wrote, God clearly states... Romans 9.28, He will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness. Who will He use to do it? According to Daniel 11.32, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. So we are in the process of, of doing this, and we know that this is going to happen, but we also know that it's going to be stopped, in a sense, and... Uh, Shortly after Matthew uh, 24, 14 is fulfilled, Amos 8, 12 is going to be fulfilled. Now this one I want to read from the Old King James. 
They shall wander from sea to sea and from north even to east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. With all the limits on so-called hate speech, by the way, which includes quoting the Bible. Certain parts of the Bible they, uh, they consider hate speech. Google and YouTube certainly do. Uh, Vimeo does. Uh, various other platforms do as well. We're getting closer to the time that we can be a famine of the word that I believe we will eventually be totally kicked off of the internet. Right now, we've just had uh, a couple of videos uh, censored or whatever, but uh, the time is going to happen. I've alluded to this before, but I want to talk about this now. Based on certain calculations that I'm aware of, it seems that Adam and Eve were either created or they left the Garden of Eden somewhere between 3959 and 3972 uh, BC, uh, BC or BCE. And the uh, most likely that the 6,000 years began when Adam sinned and rebelled, and not before then. So it's tricky when you try to figure out how old everybody is. We know how long Adam lived, but we don't know did he sin within weeks of his of being created, or to take a year or two, or three or four. The Bible does not say. Anyway, based on the dates I just said, when Jesus began to preach, which was around 27 AD, that was about 4,000 years later. And presuming that God has a 7,000 year plan, uh, Jesus was preaching in day uh, 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 five, and that would be considered part of the last days. And I want to read something that uh, Peter said. This is from Acts chapter 2. Acts 2, starting in verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. These men aren't drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day, but what? But this is what's spoken by the prophet Joel. So come to pass, in the last days, says God, I will pour my spirit out in all flesh. So we know the last days began no later than this time, which was either 30 or 31 AD. And let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. I want to read the first two verses. Hebrews 1, verse 1 and 2. God, who at various times and various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. So, when Jesus was speaking, this would have been either just before he was resurrected, or no later than right after he was resurrected, which again, we're talking no later than 30 or 31 A.D., so if the last days are first 4,000 years from when Adam and Eve left the Garden of Eden to when Jesus started to preach or finished preaching, close to finished preaching, then close to the time Jesus finished was day five. Then you've got day six, you had two, that's 2,000 years. You had 2,000 years to 30 or 31 AD. And that brings you to 2030 or 2031. And you back three and a half years off of that because of the confirmation of the deal that's a one-week deal 
that's going to last for at least three and a half years because it's broken in the middle. Okay? If it lasted less than that, it would have been broken before the middle. It's going to be broken in the middle, so that's three and a half years. You back that off from uh, 2030 uh, or 2031, and then you end up with uh, uh, 2026 or 2027. Uh, again, 2025 might be possible, but I'm looking at this instant more toward 2026 or 2027. But we don't know that yet, and we need to see certain signs. Everyone who's done it based on their calculations prior to now, uh, and those including those who say the Great Tribulation can start by 2024, have been wrong or will be proven wrong in the next couple of years. We're to look for the signs that Jesus said. You know, people have wondered, you know, what's going on now? Um, I believe this what's going on now is the beginning of sorrows. Uh, we see various last days things happening. Uh, Jesus did warn about sorrows. As far as the last days, Apostle Paul wrote Timothy. I'm going to go to 2 Timothy 3. Starting verse 1. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Can't even quote the word of God because he blasphemes so much. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers. Saying that we who preach love and the truth from the Bible are preaching hate. Without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. They say bad things about us. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying his power from such turn away. We are in these uh, times. Now some don't think it's possible to know when the Great Tribulation will begin. This is based upon, for example, Mark 13, verse 32, which I'll read. That day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. And, you know, why, why is it that we could know? Well, look at what Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. Oops. Get back here. Starting verse 1, Paul wrote, Concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you don't have any reason, need that I write this, for you know the day of the Lord comes as thief in the night. When he tell you peace and safety, destruction is going to come, just like labor pains upon a pregnant woman. They shall not escape. But you, brethren, aren't in darkness that this day shall overtake you as a thief. You're sons of the light and sons of the day. We're not of the night or darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but watch and be sober. So Paul says, look, you're going to be watching if you're a true Christian and be sober, so you'll see the signs. Sons of light, we believe the Bible. We look for the signs that are in the Bible. You know, remember I said that the disciples asked about the sequence. And Jesus didn't say, there's nothing you can do, you'll never have any idea. Now let's go to uh, Matthew 24. I read verse 4 about not having somebody deceiving you. Verse 6, we'll cut into here. You'll hear of wars and rumors of war. See, you're not troubled. All these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. COVID wasn't the end. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. I was talking about uh, famines and pestilences have to do, for example, the rise of the third and fourth horsemen. And the uh, nation against nation is the second horseman. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they're going to deliver you to tribulation and kill you. You'll be hated of all nations in my namesake. That's one of the reasons I was referring to the 
persecution prophecies in Daniel chapter 11 that take place prior to the start of the Great Tribulation. Then many will be offended and betray one another. The king of the north wants people to betray one another and they'll hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And this is when we're going to see more of these signs and wonders happen. It's beginning to happen. And because lawlessness is going to abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures the end will be saved. I read the gospel comment by Matthew 24, 14, when the end is going to come. The gospel's got to be preached to the world's witness. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in a holy place, and we're talking about Daniel, let him who reads understand, let those in Judea flee the mountains, let him as a housetop not take anything out of his house, let him in the field not go back to get his clothes. So it's like, no, you don't have any time. It's time to go. What are those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days? Pray that your flight not be in the winter on the Sabbath, showing, by the way, that true Christians will still be keeping the Sabbath at this time. For then there will be great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And Daniel wrote about that in Daniel chapter 12. Now you notice that the great tribulation does not begin until Matthew 24, verse 21. And as far as some of the sorrows go, uh, we're seeing uh, an ecumenical interfaith movement going on. I'm not going to go into great depth about that, but I think uh, that seal is open. It's possible we've seen the opening of the second seal, which takes peace from the earth, uh, which to a great degree has happened uh, because of various COVID things. But we're, we'll see more violent warfare as, as well. And another thing to consider is why we will know is in Matthew 25, verse 13, it says, Watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man is coming. That's why you're supposed to watch, because people think they know. People come up with all kinds of calculations. As I said, they pointed to things like blood moons and whatever. But something important, oh, all important, something I'd like to emphasize, Luke 21, verse 36, Jesus said, Watch therefore. And pray always that you may count it worthy to escape. All these things will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. You're praying that you'll be worthy to escape these things. Well, I'm not going to go through all the scriptures, but only the Philadelphian Christians are promised protection from this hour of trial. It says in Revelation 3, verses uh, 7 through uh, uh, 13. You don't just pray, God, protect me from the Great Tribulation. Jesus said, pray that you be counted worthy, which hopefully will get a message in your head and my head that we need to change and be more like Christ and live more like a Philadelphian Christian. To those of uh, the Sardis age, by the way, Jesus said in Revelation 3, verse 3, remember how you've received and heard, hold fast and repent. If you don't watch, I'll come upon you as a thief and you will not know what hour I'll come upon you. Well, the groups that we think are Sardis are not watching the right event. Uh, the major group that's got Sardis ties that's around says all these prophecies have been fulfilled. The Great Tribulation already happened, so they're not going to watch, even though their predecessors said there was going to come to pass. Let's also go to uh, uh, Mark uh, 13, verses 33 through 37. Jesus said, Take heed, watch and pray that you don't know when the time is. It's like a man going to a far country, left his house, gave authority to his servants, to, to each his work, and commanded his doorkeeper to watch. 
If you're God's servants, we're supposed to be doing His work, Jesus said. Verse 35, Watch therefore, because you don't know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening or at midnight, at the crow and the rooster or in the morning, lest coming suddenly find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to you all, watch. Uh, since the great tribulation is also called in uh, Jeremiah 30, verse 7, the time of Jacob's trouble, it first is going to affect the descendants of Jacob, particularly Ephraim and Manasseh. There are some prophecies, uh, for example, in uh, Isaiah 17.3, that the fortress is going to cease from Ephraim. Uh, some other things are going to happen, and I'm not going to go to all those details uh, yet, but the reality is we are waiting for certain events to take place. And when I look at various things going on in the world, particularly in places like the United States, we can see the United States setting itself up for a fall uh, because of its massive debt. I'm not going to read it in Habakkuk 2, verses uh, 6 through 8. It talks about the most the indebted one uh, falling apart. Uh, I was going to talk a little bit about Israel, but I don't think I need to talk any more about it. I think I've said enough. Uh, interestingly, I have enough material for a three-part sermon on this, and I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to go through all of that. But I will just comment that the Old Ambassador College said the fifth seal pictures a time of great tribulation, including a martyrdom of religious convictions, and that's correct. And I'll read about the fifth seal in Revelation 6, verses 9 through 11. He opened the fifth seal. I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God, for the testimony which they held. And this is, will include people who have been uh, killed throughout the ages, as well as those we read about in Daniel 11, which will include, by the way, not all, but some Philadelphian Christians will be killed. They crowd out with a voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, till you judge and avenge the blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe is given to each of them. It was said that they should rest a little longer, so both the number of their fellow servants and brethren who will be killed as they were were completed. And during the time of the Great Tribulation, I won't go there, but the Bible talks about the, the, the saints will be given into the hand of the beast for a time, time, half times, 42 months, and they will basically be, many will be killed. Uh, as far as what's going to happen during the Great Tribulation, I don't think I want to go through that here because uh, most of you know it's going to be pretty bad. And again, Jesus said it's going to be worse than anything else. I mentioned something from Herbert Armstrong before, but let me just say this. He says, uh, The Great Tribulation will probably start with a nuclear attack on London and Britain and possibly the same day and immediately thereafter in the United States and Canadian cities. And uh, I agree. There are scriptures in the Bible that talk about things that are consistent with nuclear war. As far as the timing of the Great Tribulation, some Church of God groups, many Church of God groups have this wrong. They have the Great Tribulation starting in Daniel 11, verse 40. They should pick Daniel 11, verse 39, which says, Thus he, that's the king of the north, shall act against the strongest fortresses of the foreign god. He shall acknowledge and advance its glory, and he shall cause and rule over many, and divide the land for gain. 
Who has the strongest fortresses? The United States of America currently does. The United States has to be the strongest against everybody all the time. The King of the North only has to be able to pull off a surprise attack at the right time in order to beat him, which is what's going to happen. This is when the Great Tribulation begins. And it begins uh, while the United States will be gone. Uh, verse uh, 40 talks about the time of the end. Uh, the, the King of the South and King of the North are going to go against each other. The King of the North is going to win. But the actual Great Tribulation begins verse 39, and many don't know that. And anybody who's waiting to see the King of the North destroy the King of the South before the United States gets attacked will not know when the Great Tribulation is going to happen. I referred to uh, the fact that God has a promise to the Philadelphian Christians, and only the Philadelphian Christians in the book of Revelation. I will read what Jesus said to the Philadelphians in verse 10 of Revelation 3. Because you've kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which will come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. And the other Christians are going to be uh, subject to uh, tribulation. Uh, the Greco-Roman Protestants have different views on the Great Tribulation. I'm not going to go into that here. What I do want to do is to go into uh, uh, my, a summary of this. And I've got so many pages, it's taken me a moment to get to my... My summary. Okay. Because I promised a sequence and a summary. So, while the Great Tribulation can't happen yet, there are some specific signs to look for. Before going to them, I want to go to Jesus' words in Mark 13. Basic sequence is that certain sorrows are going to happen and then troubles are going to continue. So Jesus said, Mark 13, verse 5, Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will deceive many. But when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be troubled, for such things must happen, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places, and we're hearing about increased earthquakes this year, of some reports that I've seen. And there will be famines and troubles. We've had all kinds of weather troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. And in the chapter, I read this before, verse 37, Mark 13, Jesus said, What I say to you, I say to you all, watch. Well, the sorrows are happening. I mentioned about uh, the United States uh, being... Uh, eliminated uh, for different reasons, including its debt. Habakkuk 2 says the prophecies for the appointed time of the end, though it tarries, wait for it, and it warns about debt. The United States is continually increasing its debt. The Bible talks about Damascus being destroyed in uh, uh, Isaiah 17, and that is something that may happen prior to the start of the Great Tribulation. Uh, it may not happen until the time of Daniel 11, verse 40. Scripture doesn't specifically say the timing, so, but that if Damascus is totally destroyed, that certainly would be a sign. In Isaiah 22, verses 8 through 9, great damage is prophesied to hit Jerusalem from what appears to be a Syrian and Iranian coalition. And these, this event might precede the peace deal. It might happen... Uh, uh, later. The Bible doesn't specify, but again, if that occurs, that would be another sign to watch out for. 
as I mentioned before, one of the most important signs to watch for is when the peace deal, we call it a peace deal, it doesn't quite say it's a peace deal, but it's consistent with some things it might be, of Daniel 9.27 is confirmed by a, a prince. Then this prince who will become the king of the north and the king of the south are going to arise. So we'll see some type of uh, Islamic confederation go along with some kind of uh, European one. We already see a European one. And by the way, on paper there are some Islamic confederations. There's uh, the Arab League and some other groups. But they're not ready yet for their uh, king of the south. The Bible says in Daniel 11, verse 25, that Europe is going to get a, a great army. Uh, as far as animal sacrifices go, uh, they have to begin to be stopped. The Temple Institute, until a few months ago, thought that they had a viable red heifer, which is about three years old, and that's when they thought it needed to be sacrificed to cleanse something for a temple and all this kind of stuff. Uh, or at least just to do sacrifices because they don't actually have to have a temple. But uh, about two weeks ago they declared they don't have one that's ready. But for the sacrifices to stop they have to certainly uh, begin. I read about this before but I want to go back to this because I didn't make it clear enough in uh, Daniel 11 verse 30. I'm going to read it. Last time I read it from the CEV. This time I'm going to read it from the uh, New King James, but I'm going to change one word because of what my little asterisk in the Bible that I didn't put there, the translators put there. Verse 30. For ships from western lands, that's the change, shall come against him, and therefore he will be grieved and be turned and raged against the Holy Covenant and do damage. This is a big deal. When the European power sends ships down and they're stopped. Uh, they'll be stopped probably by the United States, but what I always found interesting about this, and it's one of the reasons I use the CEV, instead of getting extremely publicly angry with the United States or Britain or whoever the Navy is going to stop him, he's mad at the religion of God's people, and I believe it's because we're going to be identifying that at that time. Others will discount this, but this is an extremely important sign and I think it will lead to the fulfillment of Matthew 24, 14 with the gospel of the kingdom being preached to the world as a witness for the end to come. In the Continuing Church of God, it's one of the reasons we have multiple websites, one of the reasons why our Gospel of the Kingdom of God booklet has been translated into over 100 languages and it's on different websites so people will pay attention. Who are these people? Who are these crazy people? Extremists uh, will probably be called. Uh, and I think that will trigger the short work that God as mentioned in the, uh, the Bible, uh, Romans 9.28. Anyway, this Jewish sacrifices are going to be stopped. Jews want to start sacrifices now. Uh, they did a trial event in uh, December 10th of uh, 2018, but the Israeli government currently won't allow them to do that, but those at the Temple Institute in Sanhedrin do want to do it. I mentioned this before, but the Bible says that Europe is going to uh, reorganize into ten kingdoms, uh, whatever those are going to be. Uh, not necessarily ten existing nations. They're going to give power to the beast. And I think because of opening of the fourth seal, uh, this will give people a reason to go for the beast, as well as the fact that there's going to be signs uh, and lying wonders. This will all 
help unify uh, Europe, if you will. In Zephaniah 2, verses 1 through 3, which I didn't go through, talks about a decree being issued. Uh, and, that, and it also says to gather together with the faithful. Prior to the time the decree is issued, so you may be counted worthy to, to be protected. Well, after this decree is issued, the faithful Philadelphians are going to fly into the wilderness. You can read about that in Revelation 12, 14 through 16. And those in Judea will, will flee as well. Bolstered by the Antichrist, the Great Tribulation is going to begin. And I believe we will see a major attack against the United States, the destruction of the United States, as well as the UK, Canada. Australia and New Zealand might not fall immediately, but it won't take too long for something to happen to them. This is consistent with a variety of biblical uh, prophecies. Uh, shortly thereafter, the uh, king of the north will go against the king of the south and eliminate the king of the south. Uh, some of the nations, the Bible says, will uh, survive it. Uh, and people who are who have been loyal to the king of the south are going to know tribulation. You can read about that also in Ezekiel 30, verses uh, 2 through 8. One issue trying to cover all of this is there's really a lot to cover, and I'm trying to make it a little bit succinct. About a month or so less than two and a half years after the Great Tribulation begins, the sixth seal is going to be open. Uh, there will be a blood moon and a darkened sun. And again, some have misunderstood when that was supposed to happen. 144,000 will be sealed. Uh, shortly thereafter, a seventh seal will be opened, and we'll have the approximately year-long Day of the Lord. We'll give a trumpet blasts and plagues. I say approximately a year long because Jesus said, unless these days be shortened, no flesh should be saved alive. At the, uh, we'll also see things like a crashing of wormwood in the earth. This happens after the third trumpet blast. Some might call it Planet X. We've seen various ones talk about that. Uh, the gathering of Armageddon will begin uh, related to the sixth trumpet blast. And at the seventh trumpet, Jesus is going to return to establish the millennial kingdom of God. In summary, the Great Tribulation should begin about three and a half years after the deal of Daniel 9.27 is confirmed uh, by the, some prince. Sometime afterwards, the uh, king of the north, he'll become king of the north. He's going to proclaim peace and safety while he's getting ready for an invasion. Sorrows and troubles have begun. There's still more signs, however, that we need to look for. Uh, I've tried to go over several of them for you here. But unless we see a conf that unless there ends up being a confirmation of this deal, which to the best of my knowledge has not been proposed in 2021, the Great Tribulation cannot start until after 2025. And again, based upon the idea that God has a 6,000-year plan, it looks like 2026 or 2027. However, we're not setting those as dates. We are saying those, those are, dates are consistent with what we think would probably happen, but we need to see the signs that Jesus mentioned, and we are looking for those, and we report about those, uh, both at the cogwriter.com website, uh, our a letter to the brethren in other ways. We intend to let people know when the Great Tribulation will begin, and we expect to know about it 
uh, several years before it does because of what the Word of God says. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God.